Storms become scattered and then likely late afternoon through tomorrow night. A gusty, breezy day warming up to about low 60s. Sunshine to partly cloudy Saturday and again on Sunday. Each day will have highs of near 60. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Kids want to know you're listening to them, but they also want to listen to you. When it comes to alcohol, they want to know your expectations and how and why to avoid underage drinking. Talking early and often about it in everyday conversations reinforces your message and keeps lines of communication open. When it comes to alcohol, they want to know your expectations and how and why to avoid underage drinking. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. I moved something and I hit the switch off and I thought, oh, here we go. But amazingly, I'm not off. That's great. Hi there, everyone. You're used to this sort of talk because it's the food show. And I'm, well, how can I put it kindly? Not the best with electronics. How's that? I'm Marianne Fitzmorris, though, and I love talking food with you. Some Fitzmorris has been doing that for 35 years and we think it's a good idea. So we'd love for you to call us. 5569696 is the number. Let's see. Last time we actually did go out, it was a North Shore place. I was lucky to get Tom out for that. We have our we have our phases, our phases of going out and our phases of staying in. We are currently in a staying in phase, and they sort of perpetuate each other. So uh, we're going to have a heck of a time getting Tom out now. But it's cold, you know, and it's dark and it's been wet. And so those are all things that discourage me. I don't know about you, Patty, but they certainly discourage me from getting out. So I would imagine it's twice as bad for Tom. So we did go to Maribo last night, which is a place on the North Shore that I call a uh, curse breaker restaurant. Maribo is in a space at the end of Lee Lane in downtown Covington that was, for as long as I can remember, a revolving door of restaurants, some of which were actually quite good, but they just didn't make it there because it's kind of off a beaten path. But then a couple of things happened. One is that a whole lot of condominiums for empty nesters appeared in that corner and made them sort of the neighborhood restaurant, in addition to the fact they're quite good. So Maribo uh, arrived on the scene in 2017? Yeah, 2017. 2016, 2017. And I knew it was a curse breaker immediately. It's a very cool place. And uh, it's different, though. It's not your average Italian restaurant, although it's not too weird because there's that too but that's not the case here it has what i think currently is the best happy hour out there they have half price pizza for happy hour all day wednesday and every other weekday 
from three to six. <clears throat> and we had a fantastic large pepperoni pizza on the table for eight bucks last night. I mean, that's just absurd. Uh, but it's quite, it was good. Uh, I wish I hadn't eaten that because I was really going great with my no carb thing. <laughs> it's kind of early to pat yourself on the back if it's only the second day though, right, Patty? So anyway, I was, uh, I was doing that and I started off really, really well with this order. Stupidly, sometimes I amaze myself with the things I order with Tom at the table. I mean, I just, I, it's hard to get yourself in the mode 100%. And sometimes you still think like yourself. I know that's hard to explain. I have to wait for the book to come out. Anyway, um, I have on occasion, because I'm crazy about crab claws, ordered crab claws only to see that Tom was going to eat the entire claw and realize that we can't do that anymore. The same is true for last night. I ordered wood-fired artichokes, which I actually love. Do you like those, Patty? We never, I don't know if we ever talked about I don't. I don't know. How are they cooked? Wood-fired. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like they're grilled? Well, it started out, it's one of those much-copied things. Actually, it's not copied as much as I would think it would be. It's a Houston's thing. And then, of course, Boulevard had to go with it because they do everything Houston's does. And then um, Zia, I believe, has them as well. So essentially, it's an artichoke, a whole artichoke, sliced in half lengthwise with olive oil and, you know how Tony Angelo used to serve it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Kind of like that, but not at all. <laughs> so Tony Angelo, I, I believe, definitely steamed those big time because you could really eat a lot of that artichoke and swallow it. And then, of course, he had, you know, copious amounts of olive oil with lemon and garlic and Parmesan. It was absolutely delectable. These are much more rustic than that. And on that note, I have to go let the dog in. So give me one second. You can tell everyone who's coming up on the show today. Okay, we have Muriel's coming on the show at 3 o'clock to talk about Marianne and Tom went for the Revion dinner right before Christmas, and she talked about how delicious it was. So they are coming on the show to talk to us about their food. And I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that it's haunted upstairs because that's always a lot of fun to talk about. And then tomorrow, we have David Haydell from Haydell's Bakery, because, you know, Saturday is the first official day of King Cakes. I know they're out everywhere. I've seen them out everywhere. And don't look, Patty. Don't look. I don't. I just okay. walk past them. Oh, you know? discipline is inspiring. Yes. Because yes. <laughs> I know how much you love King Cake. I do. You only have one more day. Two, two days. Two days. Uh, so yes, we're going to be talking about king cakes. We have a lot of king cake talk coming up. So um, for those of you who love king cakes, stay tuned. And for those of you who don't, just put up with it because it's king cake season. And apparently it's a short season. Yeah, because right? Mardi Gras is February 13th. So it's really only going to be about six weeks. Well, isn't that normal? No, last year Mardi Gras was in March, I believe. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. Easter was real late last year. Easter was in mid-April. It was the ninth. It was the ninth. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Mardi Gras, February 13th. Okay, so. Before Valentine's Day. I know. Sometimes it does that, though. I think Mardi Gras has even been on Valentine's Day from time to time. Yeah, I think it has. Yeah. So, a, a roasted wood-fired artichoke is charred. That's its, that's its big uh, attribute slash characteristic. It's got a lot of char on it. And I don't know if it's parboiled first. I've not done it. But it's not tender in any way like the one at Tony Angelo. So uh, it's good, though. And it's always served with a uh, sort of perky aioli and, um, or some people say aioli. Uh, this one last night blew my mind with its deliciousness, the accompanying sauce. It was made of preserved lemon. And it had uh, usually there sort of a mayonnaise color with a lot of mayonnaise in it, sometimes béarnaise. Um, anyway, it, it's usually sort of a, an ivory color, but this was sort of peach, and it was scrumptious. Like I wanted to lick the entire little ramekin. Uh, and these were different. They were actually quite different than all the others out there. They were not nearly as charred. They were done better in terms of softness and ability to eat the whole thing. So if Tom had, in fact, eaten some, he probably could have swallowed it without choking. But, but I did make him spit it out when I realized that he was eating it. But the choke part of it was so tender that you could just eat that. And that was just really good. It was really quite good. The Parmesan was uh, generous and I liked those very well. I They might be, and I hesitate before uttering this blasphemy, but they might be my favorite, meaning that I prefer them to the Houston's original. I think I do. Anyway, that was uh, really where I should have stopped for me if I had been uh, wanting to be good. I'm going to take a break and tell you about the rest of the meal after this. Mandeville Seafood has been a local favorite, serving their house-made roast beef poor boys, seafood poor boys, and even a French fry poor boy in a fast, casual environment. Here is an extensive menu of salads and sandwiches and fried seafood, baskets and platters, as well as sides like stuffed artichokes, meat pies, and jalapeno cheese bites. And we love the very attentive service here at Mandeville Seafood Restaurant and Market celebrating 25 years. Parish Coffee is a small batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to parishcoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to parish. 
I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. Okie dokie, 5569696 is the number. So I didn't really know what else to get last night because I've had the pizza and I was trying not to eat the carbs. But there wasn't anything else I really wanted on the menu. And I felt like I needed to order something for Tom that he would find familiar. I did order him the... Um, it was a mushroom agnolotti. And I think it could have been improved upon considerably. First of all, I do not like al dente pasta. I really, really don't like al dente pasta if it is a flat sheet-based shape. Do you know what I mean, Patty? Do you find that al dente pasta, if it's a sheet, tends to be worse than if it isn't? Yeah, I don't like chewy pasta. Yeah, well, there comes a point with al dente pasta that it goes beyond chewy to being downright unpleasant, pasty, and kind of ridiculous sometimes. Yep. This was not to that point. This was not there. I don't find that as much anymore as I used to. I occasionally run into it, but generally speaking, I don't register that as much as I was for a while there. Or maybe I quit going to those places, or maybe I don't order those things, or maybe they've just gotten the idea that people really don't want raw pasta. But um, I generally speaking do not encounter as much al dente pasta as I used to. This was al dente. It was not un or inedibly al dente, as it can be sometimes for me anyway. But I thought it would have been a much better dish if the pasta had been cooked more. It was, uh, it was really rich. It was very dark. It was mushrooms, mushrooms, and more mushrooms. And there were uh, walnut halves in it and also blue cheese. And it had the potential to be a pretty great dish, but the al dente pasta kind of threw me off. And the, the pasta pieces were quite large. I believe they were making it in-house, although... I don't see how, but I, I think that's a place where you would see it made in house. It was it was stuffed with mushrooms, mushrooms in the sauce, and uh, it was it was good enough, but could have been so much better if the pasta had been cooked more. As a matter of fact, it would have been pretty great if the pasta had been cooked more. And then the third thing we had was. Uh, the pepperoni pizza, and I asked about this, and I was kind of surprised to hear her response because I have said millions of times I am not a fan of buffalo milk mozzarella and if I see only buff buffalo milk mozzarella in a place I am likely not to want to get the pizza but just out of curiosity I inquired there last night if all pizzas were buffalo milk and she said yes and I said so there's no regular old mozzarella in the house. And she said, oh, no, if you want that, you can have it. I went, oh, 
well then let's do that. So I ordered my pepperoni pizza with regular mozzarella. Now it wasn't a normal, quote, normal pizza because it was a Neapolitan pizza, which meant that if you held it up, all of the ingredients slide off the very thin crust, which I'm not a fan of, but if I need to be, I can be okay with it. And so that's what I had determined last night because I just felt like I wanted some Italian something last night. You know you get in the mood, Patty, for, for comfort. I mean, what's your comfort thing? Like, I need to be, you're not as much an, an emotional eater as I am, but do you ever feel like you need to be comforted by food? And if you do, what is that food? Uh, not really. I, I guess when it's cold, I want yeah. vegetable soup. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. And, or it doesn't even have to be cold. If it's damp in the summertime or, you know, if uh -huh. it just looks dreary. Yeah, vegetable yeah. soup. So you do register, eh, I want to be comforted. Yes. Okay. All right. Because you're very healthy and I sometimes wonder if you ever have those feelings. But I, I do a lot. And I, um, if it's cold, if it's damp, if it's nasty, I want to feel comforted by food somehow. And that usually means I want Italian food. I like, there's something really comforting about Italian food. Well, I mean, there is to most people for sure. So, I mean, it is a comforting kind of cuisine. So I thought, well, you know, we're going to go, I threw out the idea of Italian. Tom jumped on that. He loves Italian too. And then I thought, well, where are we going to go eat Italian? What I really wanted was to be good and eat meatballs. And so my first thought was to go down to Desi Vegas Smokehouse Tavern where I could have a big bowl of Miss Barber's meatballs. But that was it for the Italian food on that menu. So that wouldn't leave anything for Tom. So then I thought, well, gosh, maybe I should check in with Desi Vegas, the steakhouse and see if their Italian date night is tonight. And in fact, it was. It's two it's two people for $99, and it's a three-course meal. But then I asked her to relate the menu, and Miss Barbara's Meatballs was not on it. So that canceled that. It was, you know, Caesar salad and calamari and things that I didn't really feel like eating. And so I thought, well, you know, I'm not going to go spend over $100 for something I don't really want. So that canceled that. So then I thought, well... If we go to De Cristina's, I'm going to be bad because I'm going to get some of that mac and cheese. And then we passed by Marcello and they weren't open yet. So that left Maribo. So I just wound up being bad anyway and eating the pizza. So I lasted two days. I guess that's better than no days. But anyway, that was our dinner last night. And um, that is a hopping little place. And I'm really glad that they're there. It's a great addition to the um, Covington, downtown Covington dining scene. It's very casual. They were packed because it's a fantastic deal. And so they, they put out a lot of pizzas that night. 
556-9696 is the number if you dined anywhere last night or even in the last week. We'd love to hear from you. That's what we do here. We tell each other about eating. It's a simple concept, really. It is the antithesis of all the other radio white noise out there. So uh, these are things that make us happy, like spaghetti. Today is National Spaghetti Day. And you see, you wouldn't find a plate of meatballs and spaghetti on the Maribo menu because that's too basic. If you want meatballs and spaghetti, you go to, well, I don't know, you can't get meatballs and spaghetti at other places that are kind of fancier Italian. You can, I think you can get meatballs and spaghetti at Oak Oven, although I'm not 100% sure about that. I know you can get lasagna. It's spaghetti day, as Tom says. The 10th day of Christmas. I'm very confused by that, so we're gonna, we'll skip over that part. As much as Tom loves pasta, he says whenever he encounters spaghetti, in the strictest sense of the word, he's glad that we don't eat it often. The thinner string pastas, like spaghettini, vermicelli, angel hair, have taken over. I have to think about that for a second. I think there was a time when that was true. I don't know if it's still true. Do you see as much angel hair, Patty, as you used to in restaurants? I think so. You do? You mm -hmm. still do? Yeah. Okay. Now, you go to Venezia. That's mainly your go-to Italian, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And so they have angel they hair? They have angel the hair there. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't know if... I mean, I have a sort of a wider spectrum of Italian restaurants and I don't see it as much as I used to and I'm inclined to believe that it's that I don't know if everyone thinks this way and if they've noticed it or if the restaurant thinks this way but I think angel hair has a very short shelf life once it's cooked I think it becomes a ball of starch and you can't really serve that too easily so you have to go through a lot of it this is my surmising if you are an Italian restaurateur and I don't know what the heck I'm talking about call me I'd love to hear from you five five six nine six nine six I that's my theory though um, I'm trying to think if there's other more exotic there are more exotic pasta shapes that are making their way into the mainstream, Mafaldi, for example. Um, these are, um, gosh, what's the one that, Cesare, or I'll have to look it up. Anyway, there's a lot more different, interesting pasta shapes if you get away from traditional Italian restaurants like Venezia. If you go to places like Josephine Estelle, uh, those are the kinds of pastas that you will see there. Not that those are better, but I think they're better than angel hair. I feel like spaghetti, basic old spaghetti that's been around in the popular domain for all of the 20th century and is still out there, is still out there for a reason. It's a utilitarian, kind of perfect 
pasta shape. Let's see. Uh, thicker spaghetti doesn't roll up onto a fork or hold as much sauce. This is because ounce for ounce, the thinner the pasta, the more surface area it has. That doesn't, that does, that seems counterintuitive, but I, I don't have time to think about it and ponder it too long. Anyway, I uh, am a big fan of spaghetti, um, spaghetti and meatballs primarily. This is not spaghetti and meatballs day, it's just spaghetti day. And if you eat spaghetti in a way that doesn't include red sauce and meatballs, how do you do it? I would say that we don't do spaghetti in the standard way with red sauce and meatballs very much. At this house, if I'm doing spaghetti, I am much more inclined to throw some garlic, parsley, a lot of olive oil in a pan, crushed red pepper flakes, and the trinity of Italian herbs, basil, oregano, and thyme. I prefer to use those fresh and have been when I had crops that were working. But uh, I do use them dry as well. And that becomes a delicious alio olio sauce. And then copious amounts of Parmesan cheese. That's how I do spaghetti when I do it here. 556-9696 five, five, six, six, six is the number. Patty, give me a countdown. I still haven't done the clock. I have to remember to do the clock. It's time for the news from the Louisiana Radio Network. Stay with us for more of the future. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Jeff Palermo. Governor John Bell Edwards, who leaves office on Monday, delivered a farewell speech last night in his hometown of Amite. Edwards touted his accomplishments and believes the state has a bright future. I leave the governor's office as optimistic as I have ever been about our future. After all, the breeze of hope is still blowing. And I have every faith that that will continue. We found out today what the governor will do once his second term ends. He's been hired as special counsel for the Fishman Haygood Law Firm based in New Orleans. Senior partner Carrie Miller says Edwards will focus on renewable energy as the firm is engaged in several renewable energy and energy efficiency deals and projects. He has studied the details of renewable energy and he really, I mean, you know, just sitting with him for an hour and talking about it, it's like going to class on renewable energy. He really has that, that much knowledge. Edwards became a grandfather for the first time today. His daughter, Samantha Bell, gave birth to Rosalie Marie in New Orleans this morning. LRN. Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. Call 800-215-2418. I'm Jim Harper, President of the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Whether you live in New Orleans or New Roads, Cheneyville or Lake Charles, agriculture makes a big difference in your daily life. That's why the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation is here to protect our precious food supply chain at the local, state and national levels. Become a part of our grassroots network. Visit LAFarmBureau.org to join today. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. 
Donate your vehicle and make a difference. WGSO 990 AM has partnered with Charitable Adult Rides and Services, also known as CARS, to allow you the opportunity to donate your car, truck, motorcycle, RV, or boat to our nonprofit organization. You may qualify for a tax deduction while supporting a cause that is near and dear to your heart. Simply go to WGSO.com and follow the link on our homepage. Vehicle donation pickup is always free to you and most vehicles can be picked up within 24 to 72 hours. You'll receive an initial car donation receipt upon pickup and then the CARS team will work to turn your car into cash to support our cause. Once your vehicle is sold, the CARS team will provide you proper tax forms in time to file. Their friendly donor support representatives are available seven days a week to assist throughout the process. Again, for more information, go to WGSO.com. I get misty just holding your hand. All righty, 556-9696 is the number. If you want to talk to me, I would love to talk to you about food. Patty tells me that we have Matthew going all over town to try new places. Matthew, we've created a monster, huh? You all are all over the place. Well, not quite, but... We uh, did see this place, and I've always been curious to what the food was like there, and that's the Tokyo Grill in Kenner. It's a small place. It's mm -hmm. in the same uh, strip mall that Ollie's is in. Oh, so, oh okay. uh, <laughs> it, I mean, it, it's small, but it's very, mm -hmm. very japanese I should say, on the interior, and uh -huh. clean as a whistle for such a small place. So, okay. uh, I ordered the hibachi steak and shrimp combo. It was quite tasty. And it came with miso soup, uh, which, yeah, as soon as I started having the miso soup, I was instantly transported back to Kobe. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. My wife ordered the tempura combo. Uh, it was a vegetable and crab meat and chicken combo, and she says that everything was pretty good. Uh, and she got the ginger-dressed uh, uh, salad, and she found that it, uh, it wasn't quite what she expected, but she enjoyed it mostly. So, there you go. We went to someplace different. Yes, I love it. Now, let me ask you this. Did you ever, in your wildest imaginings, expect something like miso to storm the United States like it has? No, because it, of the dishes that the... I never thought sushi would catch on, but then <laughs> what do I know? That's been 40-some-odd I mean, years. That's been... I mean, mostly in California, it started there, but I remember that 40 years ago. Out there, I remember reading in the Japanese newspapers that people were getting trichinosis worms from eating sushi. Well, I mean, I, you don't you don't have to you don't have to tell me that. That's one of the main reasons I would never eat it. I would never, in my wildest imaginings, think that kids, and by that I mean children, would be eating sushi. Although I will say this, I am uh, I have not yet seen that sort of thing for breakfast, which is the case over there, correct? Uh, what's that? 
Oh, uh, for breakfast? No, no. Yeah. Breakfast well, they, in Japan, they eat fish they... and salad for breakfast, don't they? They hardly eat breakfast. It's usually just white rice or uh, sometimes uh, nothing. Sometimes they'll eat Amer- an American style cereal with uh, their uh, artificial cow's milk on it. How long ago did you live there? I moved back to the United States in 1973, I believe. So it's been That's a long been a time since you've been over there. Because uh, when we right. were in Rome, I got, oh, got ten, 10 years ago or so, we were staying in a hotel that was really large and had the most, uh, gosh, I'm picturing the breakfast buffet now. It was massive and continental in every sense of the word. And there were sections of it for each possible visitor uh, group. And there was a Japanese section. I couldn't believe it. I had to go over there and just look at mm-hmm. it. It was salads and sushi. And I thought, wow, yeah. that is not something I would want to wake up to. Well, so maybe I would they are eating that now. Things, maybe they are. But one of the things about Japanese culture is it's fairly constant and changes very slowly. Well, it's been 50 years if you were there in the 70s, so I don't know. I right. mean, I'm just curious that, that uh, the, the thing that I mainly asked you about was the miso for sure because that is just, that is about as hip as can be. I, I don't even know. It might be that it was so hip it's burned out and is now, and we've moved on to something else that is hipper, which I think is probably true, but miso is definitely something that's... Uh, you know, miso glazed turkey and all that kind of stuff. So, anyway. Well, all right, Matthew. I've never had, uh, heard it as a turkey glaze. That sounds interesting. Well, that's <laughs> my report for the day. So. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate the fact that you're getting out there. That's interesting. All right. Take care. Thanks. You do. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We're going to be talking to Rick Gracia, who is the owner of Muriel's at three o'clock today. I'm very excited about that. We haven't spoken to him in a long time. Muriel's is a wonderful restaurant that's been around for a long time. I want to ask him about that. And we went to their Revion, which I absolutely loved. And that's why I asked him to be on the show today because we haven't checked in with him. And they're doing the same things, doing them every bit as well. And uh, it is as popular as ever. So he will be checking in with us at 3 o'clock. And I look forward to that. 556-9696 is the number. If you want to talk to me, I would love to talk to you. Let's go to Doug. Doug? Hey, Marianne. Hi. You sound a lot better today. Oh, good. <laughs> so this is not a pity call. It's just a call? Yes. Well, actually, it's a follow-up from last week. Okay. Now, you call me from time to time, so that's fine. Uh, tell me, yep. what you got? All right. We went to uh, Palace Cafe in Trinos. Oh, that's right. You did over the weekend, we, huh? Yeah. And okay. uh, my son played at the House of Blues, and it was amazing. Oh, good. I'm glad it was a tremendous success. Congratulations on that. Yeah, a lot of people. Um, Good. Yeah, so Trinos was phenomenal. Um, 
I, you got oysters? I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, you got we, got, we split some oysters for an appetizer. Mm-hmm. Bacon and and um, gouda, I think, with the cheese. Mm-hmm. Did you get that big there, slab of like timber with a bunch of oysters on it? Because that's, I think that's forty dollars. So you have to like oysters to get that. I have a bunch. Well, of we wanted some. We wanted some of each, and that's what she suggested. But there were twenty one of them on the on the platter. Yeah, uh-huh. and then, then we wouldn't have eaten anything else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it, it was excellent. So I had the fish, and um, uh, I can't even remember what my wife. It was the uh, the special was drum. I got it blackened. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was excellent, and then. Um, and then Palace Cafe was was also very good. Uh, we we started out with the uh, crab meat cheesecake, which is one of my favorite appetizers yeah. ever. Yeah, and, I agree. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to beat. Now, I've not had I it there. The I had it at Pardo's last week, so I have to try it at Palace Cafe. Okay. Yeah, I think. I think they were one of the first. That's one of the first places I've ever seen it. They've they've been yeah. doing it for over twenty years. Yeah. When All right. They first so, opened. so Palace Cafe is as good as ever. Yep. Okay. And uh, did you have the crawfish pie at Trinas? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. I had the sampler. So oh. I had the crawfish. Yeah, I had the crawfish pie. And the. Uh, the trout, fried trout, mm-hmm. almondine, mm-hmm. and whatever the third one is. I can't remember. <laughs> but yeah, the, the crawfish pie was uh, uh, melting your mouth. Killer, killer, killer. Yes. So, but, uh, and then, I'm glad. So, so I've got a new, uh, a new mandatory fee for you. So oh, we went gosh. to brunch at... Yeah, Ugh. we went to brunch at the hotel, the Malian uh-huh. at Criola. Uh huh. So, so at the bottom of the menu, they have uh, there was gonna be a two percent kitchen appreciation. Yes, I saw that. Yes, <laughs> I saw I that when you. we went to Carousel Bar. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> They're not the only ones so that are I'll doing say, that. I'm trying to remember who else I'll, is doing that. Go ahead, what? Yeah, so I, that's the first time I've seen it, so I, I thought that was kind of funny. I'm going to pitch new advertisers on the show. If you're not doing any hidden fees, let's advertise that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Definitely will be in the minority. Uh, I hope not. I really hope not. I don't, I've not paid that much attention to that. Last night, I, I went to Maribo. I was really, really happy, and then I got the bill, and I then I remembered that Mike had told me that they're doing the uh, upcharge for the card. And I, I just yeah, find that incredibly annoying. And I just, you know, it's like, I don't think so. This is changing the game, changing the rules of the game in the middle of the game. Sorry. So. Yep. Anyway, um, not everyone is doing it, 
I am going to, I have to remember to pay more attention to that. Because. Oh, I was. <laughs> you what? Yeah, and it, you can notice it real quickly when the bill comes. Well, yeah, but you know, I usually don't pay that much attention to that. I'm one of these really stupid people that doesn't check the bill. And I just, you know, add it up in my head, do the tip and walk away. But you do really have to do that now to find out what you little do, yeah. charges are there. Yeah, you do. I mean, it used to be where you had to check to make sure it was the right stuff that you ordered. I didn't do that. And now I got to do that and the the hidden charges to make a note in my mind. Yep. Do not go back. So anyway, now you got me okay. mad, Doug. Yeah. Go ahead. What? Yeah. No, don't get mad. <laughs> oh, we also did the Bananas Foster at uh, Palace Cafe. Uh-huh. They were, uh, it was wonderful. Okay. I got to go back to Palace Cafe. I am newly interested in the Dickie Brennan Restaurant Group because it's gotten uh, – considerably larger and I've been you know running into it places I wasn't expecting like I didn't know right. that I'd have been clubhouse was part of their group all right on that note I have to run yep. I have a break to take thank you Doug I appreciate you calling okay as always we'll all right Mary after this Bye. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind the environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. All righty, 556-9696 is the number. Patty, we were just talking about Venezia. Do they do that? No, they did not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they even, I, there, there was uh, three separate parties of us, uh-huh. and uh-huh. one of the one of my sister-in-laws said, can, you, can you, we do separate checks? He said, of course. Yeah. There are a lot of people that don't like to do that either. Well, I think in the finer restaurants, that is frowned upon, and I get that. But Venezia has been around for a long time. They've been taking credit cards as long as you can take credit cards, I guess. Uh, you can't just all of a sudden say the same credit card that you've been using for the last 25, 30 years now costs you. I'm sorry. I agree. <laughs> you can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and that's, uh, I mean, you can, but you're going to annoy people. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how long this new little thing that, you know, this little, little bandwagon that people are jumping on last because um, I don't think that people are going to like it so well. Did I lose you? Did I lose you again? No. Mm -mm. Okay. I don't know what's going on because I've done that twice now and I'm still on, which is shocking. (laughs) 556-9696 is the number. If you want to talk to me, I'd love to talk to you about food. We'll be talking to Rick Gracia at three o'clock and I'm looking forward to that. And uh, if you would like to call, I'm sure he'd be happy to to hear from you. Tom, your lunch is in there on the counter, babe. 
Your lunch is right on the counter. Okay. okay. Uh-huh, that way. That's it. Mm -hmm. Okay, which one? Okay. Right there, babe. I, I kind of can't get up and show you right now. Okay? It's right, it's right there. Patty, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> Take it away, Patty. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to have Rick Gracia, as Marianne said, at Muriel's. And, you know, one of the things about Muriel's is not only that it's good food, is that the place is haunted. And all the people that work there will attest to having some sort of experience with uh, ghosts. And I think that's, like, really, really interesting. I can't wait to hear Rick talk about that because I'm sure he has uh, experienced something. All it's, right. Rick's going to talk about Muriel's being haunted, huh? What's haunted? Muriel's. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. I mean, I... I I don't want to know about that sort of thing. Oh, I love it. I love hearing about that. <laughs> I don't want a chair to pull out with nobody in it while I'm sitting there. Um, but I know that people do like that, so we'll probably talk a little bit about that. But mostly we're going to be talking about the delicious food and what a cool place it is and how long they've been in business and that kind of thing. 556-9696 five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. If you want to talk to me, I would love to talk to you. We talk about food here. We've been doing it a long time. We'd love for you to join us. Spaghetti, that's the day it is today, National Spaghetti Day. Let's see, what other kinds of spaghetti applications do I... You don't like carbonara, do you? Because you don't like cream sauce. No, I really don't like carbonara. Okay, now, you know, you might, if you don't like cream sauce, like the real Italian way of doing carbonara which is egg yolks. Yeah, I might like that. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I don't like, I don't particularly like cream sauce, but the other night at Venetia's, one of my sister-in-laws did get the Alfredo, uh -huh. and um, I tasted a little bit of it, and it was really good. It was real cheesy. That, yeah. You know, the, some, some of the cream sauces you get just don't have much flavor, I've found. That's okay, let me I ask you this. It. When you go to meet up with Alex Patu, are you still doing that? Yeah. Got okay. some stuffed crabs you, from him today. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Have you ask him to come on again next time okay. you talk to him? Um, did do you ever have you ever had his spaghetti with the cream sauce with the shrimp and the andouille and the scallions? No. Then, Patty, before you declare that you do not like cream sauce, it behooves you to try Alex's Louisiana creation with the shrimp and the andouille. Hmm. I may have to do that. Because it's divine. I remember, you know, we were talking about food epiphanies the other day, mm -hmm. and... Um, I had a couple of them, and I did not mention this one, but this is also one of them. I remember having that for the first time at the World's Fair. And it was just like, oh my gosh, where has this been all my life? It's so delicious. He does offer it, I'm sure, doesn't he? I'm sure he In does. I don't know. I, you know. But you know, I'm funny about, I don't like, 
seafood and sausage in the same dish. Oh, well then. I like seafood or sausage. Okay, well then never mind. Yeah. Because <clears throat> those two components. Well, I'm trying to think of how they play off each other. The spices that he has in there are considerable. So the the meatiness of it, I think, comes through. But then the shrimp are also a prevalent or sort of pronounced flavor. It's just delicious, in my opinion. I, I don't necessarily seek that out. Like, <clears throat> I remember marveling at the Bozo Gumbo which was sort of an everything with a kitchen sink in it. And um, it had sausage, maybe some pork, seafood. It, it was crammed into a little cup. And there was, it's like you, there wasn't much rice or much juice. It was like all of this stuff crammed in there and I used to think this is the most confusing gumbo ever but I guess people liked it because it was um, on the menu until the day they closed and I never did understand it but it was if you took pots of seafood gumbo and chicken gumbo and put them together voila that would be it and I don't care for that in that situation it's not something I would, I mean, I don't, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't, I don't like jambalaya that has both of those things either. So for the most part, I agree with that, except this one particular thing that Alex Patu does, which is just divine. His stuffed crabs, Patty, are they um, the typical ones with the breadcrumbs and a lot of crab and herbs and all that? Yeah, they do. They have a lot of crab meat and breadcrumbs uh -huh. and... They are on a real crab shell. Yeah. How how much are those per? There are two of them for $10. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> they're see, small. I would actually buy that. They're small, but they're yeah. delicious. They're packed with crab meat. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Well, it just goes to show you, you don't have to charge those kinds of prices. No. You know? But... Um, but, I mean, he's doing a different sort of setup, too. He doesn't really have overhead. Right. But, but, um, and he's going to have crawfish bisque uh, probably, he said, by the end of January. And he stuffs the heads, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so how often do you get stuff from him? Uh, usually about maybe once every two months or so. He'll, he'll text me when he's going to be in New Orleans. And uh -huh. uh, if I want anything, I'll let him know and he drops it off here. At the station or mm -hmm. at your house? At here, at okay. the station. Okay. Patty, do you think you're going to get a, a shipment from uh, Pie Mama? I don't know. I hope so. Oh, I hope I'll you let do. you know. I hope you do. It sounded like she might. Mm -hmm. You should make sure she knows how to find you. I will. 556-9696 is the number. The Old Kitchen Sage says, breaking spaghetti to fit into a storage jar is carrying organization a little too far. I don't, what? <laughs> I don't know how else you could do that. 
<laughs> Tom probably saw me doing that all the time. Because we have these mason jars that we've had since the beginning of our time together. I bought a bunch of them of all different sizes, and I've put all kinds of things in them throughout the years. They are currently my go-to for my uh, nuts collection, but they did have all kinds of pasta when the kids were here, and I did that. I mean, that was the only way I would do spaghetti. I mean, we used to do... Do you, do you cook an entire thing of spaghetti when you do it? No, never. Really? Yeah. Okay. It was just Bob and I. If I cooked the whole thing, I'd eat it all. So I can't I know, do that's that. The good, that's the fun yeah. part. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I should never cook spaghetti because I do wind up eating a lot of it. I just love it. Yep. Yes, absolutely. Uh, today was the premiere in 1932 of the Carnation Contented Hour. Do you remember that, Patty? No, I don't. I don't either. Of course, you weren't around in 1932. No. <laughs> Carnation Contented Hour, a music variety show on radio. Oh, sponsored by Carnation Evaporated Milk, the milk from contented cows. Would you prefer milk from a contented cow or a singing cow? <laughs> I remember that. Has one of the I Carnation. remember that um, that slogan from contented cows. I do yes. remember that. Yes. Tom says he has one of the Carnation shows in his collection, and he wishes that he had more. Gosh, I do hope that's um, that wasn't part of his collection that he lost in Katrina because I made him take it to the radio station. Not the station, but his office. 556-9696 is the number. If you want to talk to me, I'm here. I would love to talk to you about food. Words to Drink by from Christopher Isherwood, a British writer who died in 1986. We live in stirring times, tea-stirring times. That's the most benign words to drink by I think we've ever had on the show. Don't you think, Patty? Yes, I do. Tea-stirring. <laughs> tea-stirring times. Tea-stirring, yes. Words to eat by from Christopher Morley. No man is lonely while eating spaghetti. It requires so much attention. Jim Davis, the author of the comic strip Garfield, said, Nothing spoils lunch any quicker than a rogue meatball rampaging through your spaghetti. And then an anonymous person, eating food with a knife and fork is like making love through an interpreter. Really? Huh. That's got to be really old. Yeah, I think so. Because... I feel like once you had a knife and fork, you, you, you really wouldn't want to eat food any other way. Just no. thinking. I mean, I... Maybe I, they mean you don't cut up spaghetti. That you twirl maybe that's it. a maybe reference that's to mean. spaghetti. Do you do that? Do you twirl? Yes. You do? Mm -hmm. You twirl with a big spoon? Mm-hmm. A big spoon and a fork. Really? Yep. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't do that, and I don't cut it up, which means I eat spaghetti in a very messy way. Give me a cue, Patty, and, um, and 30 we'll seconds. go up to the top of the hour. Yep, 30 seconds. Yeah, well, I did now. used to cut spaghetti. 20. I used to cut spaghetti, but um, and I definitely cut spaghetti for the kids, and I would cut spaghetti for Tom now, but um, 
generally speaking. I would never twirl with a spoon. I'm just not that coordinated. All right, WGSO New Orleans. It's time now for the news from the USA Network. We'll be back with more of the food show after this, 3 o'clock. USA News. I'm Ryan Daniels. 60 Republican congressmen led by new House Speaker Mike Johnson take time to tour the southern border in Eagle Pass, Texas. From from California to Maryland, from Michigan to, to Florida, every state in America is now a border state. Meanwhile, the White House is piling blame on Republicans. Speaker Johnson continues with the House Republicans to make this a political issue. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre told reporters that Republicans rejected President Biden's supplemental funding request, but Republicans argue there also needs to be significant policy changes to slow down the flow of immigrants. Colorado's Democratic Secretary of State says she believes former President Trump is an insurrectionist while at the same time likely including his name on primary ballots in that state anyway. Secretary of State Jenna Griswold spoke out on Wednesday. At the same time, though, Colorado's deadline to finalize presidential primary ballots is Friday, and Griswold is not bound by a Colorado Supreme Court's earlier decision to keep Trump's name off the ballot, at least not yet. The issue is being resolved in the courts. Biden administration officials, including those at the U.S. State Department, say they don't know who was behind the attack inside Iran Wednesday that left 100 people dead. The Israel-Hamas war turning global continues to be a fear amongst those in D.C. Both inside Israel, uh, whether it be in the north or whether it be in the West Bank or outside of Israel uh, in other countries in the region. The death toll continues to rise in the wake of this week's large earthquake in Japan. There are now at least 73 people confirmed dead after the magnitude 7.5 quake shook western Japan on New Year's Day. Roughly 30,000 people have been forced to evacuate. This is USA News. Are you nearly maxed out on your credit cards? It doesn't matter if you're using your credit cards for fun or to survive. At the end of the month, your statements come in. And you can either pay them or you can't. If you can't, late fees and interest rates get tacked on. And now you're struggling just to make the minimum payment due. Do you feel trapped? Am I talking to you? Good, because I personally researched some companies that can help you. They may be able to reduce your credit card balances by 50% and stop the late fees. If you qualify, please call our special debt hotline number right now for a complimentary free five-minute consultation. Deal with your credit card problem now before it gets much worse and put more money back in your pocket. Trust me, I've been there too. Call right now. 800-475-7125. 800-475-7125. That's 800-475-7125. The same global initiative under the U.N. which sought to correct COVID disinformation online is now shifting focus to combating climate disinformation. At the Department of Global Communications, this will be a key preoccupation as we adapt the United Nations Verified Initiative. The U.N.'s Undersecretary for Global Communications, Melissa Fleming, she says the initiatives will be targeted at ensuring digital literacy for youth, as well as sending out U.N. info blasts about climate. Similar messaging efforts were taken during the COVID-19 pandemic. SpaceX founder Elon Musk is the focus of a National Labor Relations Board complaint filed against the aerospace company. The company is being accused of firing eight employees 
who publicly criticized the billionaire tech entrepreneur and their boss in a 2022 letter. The letter was in relation to sexually suggestive tweets made by Musk, along with criticism about how... Well, some rains are coming up again tomorrow, but a beautiful day should be enjoyed today with an abundance of sunshine. However, chilly after lows of 30s to about 40 goes 50s. Tonight, another cold night, 30s and 40s. Early clouds start to build through the day tomorrow. A spotty morning shower scattered midday and afternoon. Likely afternoon and evening and windy to low 60s. Saturday, Sunday, back to partly sunny skies. Each day will have highs near 60. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Kids want to know you're listening to them, but they also want to listen to you. When it comes to alcohol, they want to know your expectations and how and why to avoid underage drinking. Talking early and often about it in everyday conversations reinforces your message and keeps lines of communication open. When it comes to alcohol, they want to know your expectations and how and why to avoid underage drinking. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. We're back with our number two of the food show, or the second course, as Tom likes to say. This is the time we usually have a guest, and today we have Rick Gracia with us. Are you with us? Not yet? He has not called yet. Okay. Well, then, we'll just keep talking between ourselves. I hope he didn't forget, because today's Thursday, right? Yes, it is. Okay. All day. Okay. <laughs> well, believe me, Patty... I could be confused about that. Oh, the the holidays threw me off totally. I'm still not right. Well, just in general here, but anyway. All right, 556-9696 is the number. I will send him an email and see if he is... uh, When somebody asks me to remind them, I always go, oh, no, he didn't ask me to remind him. So I figured that he was going to, you know, mark it down. Maybe he's just gotten busy or something. But let me just go ahead and send him an email because I don't have his cell phone number. And uh, this, it's interesting, isn't it, when I'm emailing and saying that I'm, emailing while I'm on the air. All right, so we're going to go ahead and and, uh, wait for him to call, and if he doesn't call, then we will reschedule him, but because I'm sure that something happened because he was excited to come on, so um, we haven't checked in with him for a long time. All right, so is it it the 11th day of Christmas? No, it's the 10th day of Christmas. (laughs) According to Tom... It's the 10th day of Christmas, the Leaping Lords. Tom said he doesn't know what that's all about. He doesn't think he wants to know. Also, silly, the chromium combination manicure, scissors, and cigarette lighter in Alan Sherman's version of the song. In another milestone, or if arrives today, but too late for parties, Benny Grunch goes to the Tenneco Chalmette refinery for some reason. 
And Tom says, in our own take on the 12 Days song, today we'd like to simmer for you 10 cups of red beans to go with the nine cups of rice and eight links of sausage from the last two days. All right. Well, good. It's uh, only Tom would come up with 12 days having to do with New Orleans food. Oh, speaking of beans, the Edible Dictionary word today is feijoada. Feijoada is delicious. It's a Portuguese dish. It is a black bean stew. It's Brazilian uh, in the applications that I've seen. As you know, Portuguese, uh, Portugal and Brazil have that connection. But in Portugal and Brazil, uh, feijoada is what red beans and rice with sausage is to New Orleans. Now, if you want to taste feijoada, the uh, Fogo de Champ operation that has a location here in the JW Marriott on Canal has as part of their salad bar feijoada. And it's served with rice. It's a black bean stew that has all of the meats, not all of the meats, but I guess a considerable portion of the meats that they serve as part of the stew. Certainly the sausage part. They don't, they don't roast a ham or anything like that. So it's probably just the sausage, but there are other things in there. Anyway, it's just divine Feijoada is really terrific. It's a different flavor, though. It's made with black beans, although there are regional variations. The meat component is beef, pork, or both, again, in a host of different forms. So, yes, I guess there was beef in there. Depending on where the recipe comes from, rice is almost always part of the dish. In some areas of Brazil, where it's considered the national dish, Greens work their way in between the beans and meat. It is a very hearty concoction, which seems strange given the tropical climate of Brazil. But then we eat red beans here. I'm going to have to pay more attention to the meats that are in feijoada the next time I go to Fogo de Chão. Although I haven't been in a while, and I don't know why, because we used to really like to go there for their salad bar, which is absolutely in a class by itself. And I, I don't know, I guess it's just one of those things you get out of a habit and you just sometimes don't go back to it. 556-9696 five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. We're here for you if you would like to talk about food because that's all we do. It's weird to look at the almanac and see a single digit because um, we've been doing the three digits for the end of last year. So this weekend is King Day. We are starting our King Cake festivities. Uh, did you know that WIS has a King Cake tasting coming up, Patty? No, I did not. Where is it? I'll have, it's a, I, I guess it's, I don't know where it is, actually. <laughs> I'll have to find out. But get Dominic. Gonna, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text Dominic and have him uh, have Aislinn get a hold of us about that because um, I guess a lot of people would like to go and do a king. I think it's like $25 to go taste a bunch of king cake, which I think people would really like to do, I'm guessing. 
5569696. The 12th day of Christmas, according to Tom, is Saturday, although some calendars say that it's the day before. For some reason, that observance is tonight or to Saturday night in New Orleans. I'm doing the almanac from Saturday uh, because we don't get to do it. So, uh, because it's Saturday coming up comes on the evening of the Feast of the Epiphany, or King Day, commemorating the visit of the Magi to the baby Jesus. So honestly, Twelfth Night is the night before. So I don't, I don't know why we call it that here in New Orleans. Darren, hello there. Hey. Hi. So I was calling you back. So Sala, we went to Sala for Christmas Eve, mm -hmm. and it was really good. And interestingly, when we first got there, I think my reservation was 6.45. I think it was 6.45. And when we first got there, it didn't seem very busy, but boy, by the time we left, it was jam-packed. I'm glad he's doing so well. That's great. So it was um, it was good, but here's the interesting thing. So my daughter looked at me and said, I know you're going to think this is crazy, but Nanny, who is like her grandmother and my, it's my late mother's sister, the one I always talk about that we, that we eat with, mm -hmm. told me that the hamburgers here are incredible. I can believe that. So Marianne, that's what she ordered for Christmas Eve, and I will tell you, she had a little bit left, and I said, I don't, I don't want anything but a piece of the meat. I want to taste the flavor of the meat. <laughs> Marianne, it was, I felt like I was eating like some type of prime steak hamburger meat. It was outstanding. I can believe that. So now I can't wait to go back and get a hamburger. Well, you know, that's the Rigobono family, and the burger at Matina Bella over here in Covington where we have breakfast, they do breakfast and lunch, is also really very good in that old-fashioned hamburger way. I suspect that one that you are talking about is not an old-fashioned hamburger, but more like a new, hip, uh, great burger, but I, I, I'm I, sure it is good. I'm sure it's, it's well, I mean, it was, I was okay. really, I, I, I was, I was really pleased, and it's just, it was a really good experience. We, we had a, the person that's, that, that served us, we, we started to talk with her. She's been with the family for over, I think, 20 years. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, obviously, I, I guess some of them from the closure of Pepper Mill maybe made their way over to, yes. to, Solid and elsewhere, but I also noticed on their social media they're launching breakfast. Yeah, oh, they, actually, they, yeah, they took it and Drago's took it. So the Peppermill crowd can go to either Drago's or Sala. Yes, they did do breakfast. So Darren, you have been. called me at the usual time, which is break <laughs> time. And Rick, the uh, guest for today, is on the line. So you're going to have to call us back and finish this conversation. It's not a problem. Have All a right, good day. Take care. Bye. Bye. We'll be back with Rick Gracia after this. 
Naperville Seafood has been a local favorite, serving their house-made roast beef poor boys, seafood poor Did boys, and even a French fry poor boy in a fast, casual environment. Here is an extensive menu of salads and sandwiches and fried seafood, baskets and platters, as well as sides like stuffed artichokes, meat pies, and jalapeno cheese bites. And we love the very attentive service here at Mandeville Seafood Restaurant and Market, celebrating 25 years. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem. All righty, we are back. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. You know that Tom, Rick, you know that Tom loves to sing. So Tom is still part of the show <laughs> that way. <laughs> yeah, he I was going to explain. On a trip many what? moons ago. <laughs> I know, <laughs> he, I know. He, made, he sang, sang on a trip to Napa Valley when, when he and I went to cake, cake bread together in 92, I think it was. Oh, my goodness. The, Were uh, you there with him? Oh, yeah, golly. I'm the one that that that, that nominated him. They got him. They got him to come there. So I was no invited. kidding. Hey, Fred. Yeah. Well, now he yeah. he talks about that so often about being in the fields with uh, cake bread. Jack Cake Bread was his name, huh? Yeah. Did were yeah. you there in the fields with them? Yes. Oh, cool. sure. Yeah, it was, it was cool. American Harvest Workshop. They call it, and they had uh, chefs. They had Charlie Trotter, uh, of course, from Chicago, and. Um, passed away now but uh and then yeah. a couple other chefs and and uh, four some aides from around the country and oh, they had wow. the uh chance to go there and, and, so cool. and you could each now, eat to nominate that, a food writer where, <laughs> was that where tom was cooking with charlie trotter did he yep, yep yes exactly. okay because he talked about that too oh golly huh we have to talk sometime i want to hear more about that because i heard bits and pieces of these things and they're locked away forever now so i don't know any more details so i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you some more questions about that but let's talk about muriel's because we went for the revion dinner and lovely. it was real lovely is a great word for it it was absolutely lovely we really really enjoyed it uh i guess you did real, well with the revion it was a good menu huh yeah each year you know it's gotten to be uh, you know more than I guess you know the few nostalgia, the few nostalgic things we have here in New Orleans that remain, and uh, but that has built up for sure over time over the last twenty years into something that that uh, locals uh, travel around to various their favorite restaurants and are, are trying new ones and to experience. You know, um, of course, some of the entrees, some of the items end up being. Are the same at some of the places because right. the guests won't let you take them off. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we, we have the fried oyster chowder, for example, for an appetizer. I had that. that yeah, mm-hmm. if we don't have that, they, they get upset. But but a lot of that. So you have the same people year after year that come for the revue. We do. We do. You very, do. Very very many of the same really? people come every year, and uh, we change, of course, the entrees and salads and things. But um, uh-huh. but the uh, but a couple of things remain the same. So. Really? Okay, because we, you know, I have to say, we, I guess when the Revion got reinstituted as a thing to do would have been maybe like 25 years ago, and Mm -hmm. people were just gaga about it. I mean, Tom was hosting three Revions a week at that time, you know, and people were all about it. And then I feel like over the years, it's kind of fallen 
down in popularity. Do you, in your experience at Muriel's, you've pretty much kept the same consistent numbers of people? We that do, go to the we do, we Good. really do. And um, we've tried to stay moderate with the pricing and that sort of thing. Yes. Because the idea originally was to, right. you know, generate local business, you know, yeah. during that slow time, you uh-huh. know, and um, some people have gotten pretty aggressive with it, and that's fine too, you know, and, and but I know we, we have hosted a couple of dinners with Tom, yeah. you know, during the Revion, uh here at yeah. Muriel's. You know, and yeah. so it's, it's, but it's, um, it, it's been, it's been for me an extremely positive, you know, Good. thing, m- m- much like something you do, you know, with French Quarter Fest and everything else, you know, yeah. it's become part of our, our tradition. So, yeah. How long have you owned the restaurant? 23 years. We opened 23. in, and uh, we're in our 23rd year. We opened in February, in March of, March 14th, uh, 2001. So, and we opened uh, six months before nine eleven. Um, <laughs> a familiar tale. A few, now, did you do? Uh, did you? Yeah, I'm sure. Did you do a renovation? Uh, you followed the chart house, or was there anything in there between chart house? There was. And uh, well, the chart house was, was closed in ninety nine, okay. and then it was closed for a couple of years. You know, and um, they were looking to sell it. Sell it. You know, they they basically sell their lease because uh, they didn't own the building. Uh-huh. And so, um, and no one was willing to pay them a lot of money because you basically had to go in and gut everything and yes. start over, you know. Yes. And 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 so we we did, and we we paid them a, a fee to to get in and take over their lease, basically. And they had a fifty year lease, and so oh, that was okay. that was part of our deal, you know. And um, and so we 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 took that over and we renewed last just last year actually our lease, oh, and wow. um, we tried to buy the building, but. But the family's been it's been in a family for in a, a Terramina family, which is a great family, you know, and, and they're, they're, they're that's a spaghetti family, family, isn't it? Did they make spaghetti? Exactly, there? exactly. Yes. Their okay. their their ancestors bought the bought it in nineteen sixteen and then they took it over and, and um and so they uh they've had it for, you know, hundred years and now the family of course has many, many, you know, parts right. to it. Right. And so um it's become part of their heritage. So. So it was a spaghetti factory for how long? It actually, uh, the lease we took over had spaghetti factory name on it, but it opened up. It never did really open at spaghetti factory. It, it got renovated. Get ready to no, open not the restaurant. I, I mean an actual spaghetti factory. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was a spaghetti. They, they did make pasta, and they yeah. actually was a retail store, you know, uh, and it operated for years as that, you know, and uh, uh-huh. downstairs mainly, and then they had a, they had the, they had it was an open courtyard, which you now see as our closed courtyard, and um, but they had, for a while it was actually, um, you know, they operated as as a as a pasta factory and a retail, you know, Italian, you know, just uh-huh. like you have over, Market, over there yeah. around the corner yeah. from us, you know, and um, and but it um, it operated for many years up until I think seventy one or so, and then seventy two okay. is when they when they leased out the chart house. Okay. Group. And, and so they yeah. stayed for about 25 years and then so it was empty so after chart house there was nobody in there and you came in and did exactly. a renovation okay right. they closed Rick, in april of 99 and then we took uh-huh. it over you know in in, in august yeah. of, of uh-huh. 2000 so you know okay. and then it took six months to renovate and uh-huh. um and well so six months is not is not a really long time if you had to go in and do a a major like um visceral kind of intense renovation like electric and no, all that it was complete stuff. complete tear out and 
know, John Williams, who's a local local architect that specializes in French Quarter renovations. I mean, was the architect for us, you know, and then and then and then of course, you know, we we just they were very aggressive with everything, you know, with yeah. with, with getting after it and and, Codes and, and stuff, yeah. We didn't we didn't open for Mardi Gras as my partner wanted to, wanted to, but um, uh-huh. so we did get open within six months. So that was that was kind of an achievement. So that must have been kind of daunting for you to yep. take in a big building like that in the French Quarter and renovate it into a restaurant. Did your wife try to talk you out of that? <laughs> no, she just she uh, she kind of just she she was busy with, with kids. And, yeah, and so, yeah, and she. Uh, and she she sacrificed a lot during that time and raising three daughters and um and then let me go at the uh, let me go go to work and then now she's uh, now she now she pushes me every day now she works and, and uh, <laughs> she does our marketing and, and as you know uh-huh. and, uh, and other things and other projects that we have and um uh-huh. so yeah it's uh, but at that time it was she's saying go ahead and, and go at it and um but it was i it was my frankly eighth and ninth restaurant that i opened from day one so for me it's exciting that that, that to open up a place in, mm-hmm. in the beginning and the kind of energy and excitement mm-hmm. that you have you know getting started yeah. but um, this was probably yeah, by far the years. biggest <laughs> what other restaurants did you have before that i didn't know that this was your eighth well i mean I, I i was in in the opening with with, with some of the brennan restaurants i opened up breadfish grill you know, I, I helped them design to that, and and I was GM for first couple of years. You know, there and you know, before I split off, and then I opened up Hyde Park Grill over on um, over on St. Charles Avenue. If you remember that place, um, yes, with the, with, the, with the central, with the with the group out of Ohio. Now and that then, was um, that was where the Zia went in, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I thought so that was the, a really Zia good place. Over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. And. Um, the group, you know, the Midwestern philosophy doesn't quite uh-huh. understand the uniqueness of New Orleans and yeah. everything. You, you've seen that with other examples, you know, from right. from from Morton's to uh, Dick, Dick, Mike Dick is, you know, yeah. <laughs> to uh-huh. other groups that haven't succeeded there. Mm-hmm. And so that that is a there was some conflicts in in mm-hmm. in, in approach, you know, if yeah. you will. Uh-huh. Um, but but you know, I, I, before that, I had other experiences. Yeah. I was general manager of a, a place in Fat City way back in the seventies called Molly McGuire's. <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah, and uh-huh. if you remember that, but that's that's kind of like older. I could see a little Muriel's vibe connection to that place. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's fine. Okay. I grew, you know, you grew up in my family's restaurant, Fontana's, you know, so it's uh-huh. so I've been doing this. Yeah, um, it's your life. Yeah, years. your life's work. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> So it didn't intimidate you to do this, and then you got it opened, and it's been a tremendous success ever since. So tell us about your was is it like your dream restaurant? I mean, was this was Muriel something that you had envisioned without a name, and you know, for all the time that you had worked in other restaurants? My my business partner actually developed a plan for Muriel's with this very over the top experience, you know, uh, thing and with Muriel's. And, you know, again, we opened up six months before nine eleven. So we opened up as a, as this more of an experience company instead of a hospitality company, if you will. And so the, the, we had, um, Cirque du Soleil choreographers work with the staff. When we opened, we had over the top experience, uh, upstairs, which was kind of in the, in the format of a wine dinner. But um, every people arrived together, and there was but there were things happening all around the 
dining rooms at the time you were dining. So it was it was a lot of fun over the top, but nine eleven killed that, you know, and um and so the downstairs was meant to be more of a bistro and, 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 and just quick turn thing and then upstairs was meant to be a very over the top experience. And um we had to the Seance Lounge and other areas upstairs that are uh-huh. much different you know, much elevated experience if you will. But but I, I I disagreed a little bit with my with my partner in in the sense that we you know, I thought the experiences were too were too much, too different and, and, and not not close I'm closely aligned, if you will. And so we, we changed before we opened we, we made the menu fit more of a just a fine dining, you know, casual fine dining downstairs and then more formal upstairs. And so it's still it closely uh, uh, you know, could make sense, if you will. Yeah. And and, and get into a uh, into not not two completely different restaurants, you know, up and down. Are you still partners? And, Are you still together? Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we had, we're we're best yeah. friends. Okay. We, we okay. we're fifty fifty in the partnership, and uh-huh. um, and and you know, he's uh, he he, well, he he lives here half the time. He's up in Boston the other half of the time. Uh-huh. And um, well, and, you know, uh, I want to tell you that even though you said that the. It's funny that you said the word choreographed. I'm going to have to send you the piece that I wrote in our newsletter. You don't get our newsletter, do you? Or do you? I, I used to. I did. Okay. I used to all the time. I haven't seen it in a yeah. while, frankly. Okay, I'm going to send it to you because one of the points okay. that I made in the newsletter, it's really interesting that you use the word choreographed because I did in the piece as well. I felt like... We haven't been to Muriel's in a long time. I think the last time I was there was five years ago for that party upstairs, a birthday party from somebody in Mississippi. And then before that, I can't even tell you. So when I was there for the Revion, I was absolutely entranced watching the staff in what I described as almost a choreographed dance. It's fascinating that you said that word. Patty, give me the cue I need, okay? So um, sure. I I just, uh, I was really intrigued when you said that because that's not something that I register when I go out to eat, that all of these people in the dining room, and you got a lot of them there, okay? They mm-hmm. worked in such uh, just a, a musical way where they, yeah, it's crazy. All right, we'll be back with Rick Gracia. It's news time, 3.30. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Brooke Thorrington. Governor John Bell Edwards touted his accomplishments during his farewell address last night in his hometown of Amede. Edwards says he entered the office with a historic budget deficit, but now the state enjoys surpluses that resulted in investments into teacher pay, higher education, and roads. He believes the state is better off than it was eight years ago. We built on the future while maintaining what makes Louisiana great. The sugar cane still grows. The Red River still flows. Tourists still flock to Mardi Gras. The Tanchebo pear strawberries are still the best in the world. The next chapter in Edwards' career will be written at the New Orleans law firm of Fishman Haygood. Senior partner Carrie Miller says Edwards will be able to continue to focus on the economic and environmental benefits of green energy via their firm. He's really championed those projects and new projects and work on renewable energy economic development projects as a lawyer for the state of Louisiana. As Governor Edwards announced more than $50 billion in renewable energy projects for the Bayou State LRN. No more mold, no more damage, no more outdated old bathroom, no more slipping and hurting, no more stress. Make your ordinary bathroom extraordinary for only $99 per month. 
New shower, new door, new tub, new wall, new anti-slip technology. Be stress-free. Call 800-770-5322. BCI Bath & Shower is made in America for the highest quality. Ask about our military and senior discounts. Your dream bathroom in as little as one day. First 50 callers save $1,500 on a never-clear glass-treated door. Call now for free premium color upgrades. 800-770-5322. Call BCI Bath & Shower, the leader in bathroom remodeling. Be smart, safe, and stay a step ahead of inflation with our interest-free financing options. Call 800-770-5322. Love your bathroom with free upgrades. Call 800-770-5322. That's 800-770-5322. Does your business need help with print, signs, or marketing? Partner with Sir Speedy. We have more than 50 years of know-how and a proven track record that goes into every project. Our specialists will work with you on everything from print collateral and direct marketing campaigns to signage both indoor and outdoor. Call Sir Speedy and let us know how we can help at 504-586-9812 or visit us online at sirspeedyneworleans.com. Sir Speedy, if you need it, we do it. What does grace mean to you? At Grace of the Green Light, a 501c3 nonprofit, we believe that everyone deserves a hot meal, clean drinking water, and the chance to go home again. Our work is made possible through the generous support of Emory & James Limited, an independent insurance agent serving Covington, Hammond, and Metairie, Louisiana. Emory & James, serving our community for generations. Learn more at emoryjames.com. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. Alrighty, five five six nine six nine six is the number. I you hear you chuckling in the background. Yes, we had to keep Tom as part of the show, and that was the obvious way to do it, Rick, as uh, singing us back from commercials. It's so Tom. And he does have a great voice, so it's just weird when, when there's someone from out of town on the phone, they're wondering, what in the world is this? And I usually explain it, but I don't have to explain it to any other restaurateur in town. They understand right away what it is. All right, so I was mesmerized watching your staff, which is considerable, as they did their job so efficiently. They just seemed to know how to move to stay out of each other's way and it was really I was I was really intrigued in a way that I I can't say I ever have been at a restaurant I I really was fascinated and it was kind of part of the experience for me so it's funny that you say that because that is exactly it's a dance that they do so um, downstairs is a really cool place and I feel like you have a lot of tourists in there I saw a lot of families that looked like they were traveling. Did you, is that, uh, like, what percentage of your business is tourist? It ranges on the time of year, you know. Um, frankly, you know, in, in October when you have the conventions and you have in April, March and April when the conventions are in town, it's, it's 60, 40, you know, uh, tourists, you know, and uh -huh. conventioneers. Um, during the summer, it's 60, 40 the other way, you know, uh -huh. with, with, um, when it's lower and, and the locals make a higher percentage. And, um, but we have a lot of, an awful lot of regular guests and, um, built up over the years. Uh -huh. And some people come weekly, some people come monthly, some people really? just come on special events, uh -huh. you know, and, and some people just come every, 
Mardi Gras or every, or every Christmas, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. And, and so some people just do every Easter or Mother's Day with us, you know, with their whole mm-hmm. families. And, it's a um, special so place. It is. It really is. It's a, range. it's a, it's a place that could be no place else. I mean, it's definitely New Orleans. Like if you walk into that place, you know that you are in New Orleans. It's definitely got that New Orleans vibe to it for sure. It doesn't make sense place. to do anything else on Jackson Square. Yeah. You know, to, except at the quintessential New Orleans, you know, Absolutely. you know. Yeah, for sure. So uh, upstairs, what are you doing? Because the last time I was there, I was upstairs for a party. It's a great place for a party. And uh, I assume that you still do the private parties up there, right? But just not as flamboyantly as you were. We, um, we do. It's strictly pretty much private functions up, up, upstairs. You know, 9-11 changed that. We tried to do the uh, nightly soiree, which kind of didn't make sense in the middle of the summer. That first mm-hmm. year in New Orleans, you know, when it's, yeah. when it's 90 degrees outside and people are dressing to the nines, are coming in for a full, you know, seven course meal, whatever. Um, but now it, it, 9-11 changed that and we had to get practical and, and, get real, and yeah. so we, upstairs is now for private parties. It's, okay. If there's no private parties booked and people take drinks from downstairs, they go up to the seance or they go to the balcony or in the afternoons, they, they get, they, we open at three for the, the bar and five for dinner and then they take drinks and they go up on the balcony like right like today for example and um and so the balcony is used you know uh, um for other times other than private parties but sometimes the private parties take away the opportunity to for guests to go upstairs and 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 i and i I regret i hate that you know i like to be able to be able to be able to come in and and experience the whole the whole place but but sometimes, uh, you know, practical practical considerations. Yeah. You know, if people right. if people pay for the entire second floor for a wedding or large event, for example, then the upstairs is blocked of off. Period. You know. Sure. I mean, it's, and, it's uh, uh, they've paid for it. All right. So the seance bar you've mentioned a couple of times is that your bar? Is it is that a special bar or is that the bar? Yeah, you have a main bar downstairs, and then the, you have the seance lounge upstairs, which is two rooms. You have the inner seance and the outer seance. Um, which are, um, you know, very over the top. We just actually redid both of those rooms uh, completely, although it's in the same vein, uh, mm-hmm. just all materials and coverings on all the furniture. And okay. the third time, replaced all the carpet, obviously, and, and things like that, you know. So you have to constantly do that. But um, yeah. but that those, those, those have a very over-the-top feel to them. Uh-huh. And, um, and so it's, but it's, it's again, people can take drinks to go up there and, and lounge around and, and enjoy it, but but other times it's it's there for private parties to do. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, their, is that where the ghost lives? Does the ghost live there? The ghost lives in the inner seance, right? It's where he went there and hung hung himself after he lost the house in a card game, and he's the oh. ghost that haunts the house. Antoine Liberty Jardin, and um, and so he's the uh, he's with the, all the ghost tours tell you stop by our by our carriageway downstairs and tell you about the. Um, you know, the, the stories are different every time, but, but sometimes they're, they're about the, uh, where it's supposedly where the slaves were kept for the auction uh-huh. square, which is ridiculous and all that, you know, and, um, but nevertheless. Have you ever seen the ghost? Have you ever seen it? Uh, I could never admit to it. I have a partner. I can't say the ghost took the money, you know, but, but, um, <laughs> but nevertheless, <laughs> but some of my managers have seen you know, bottles flying off the shelves and things like that. And, um, there have been witnesses to it. I think you know uh, a lady named Miss Janice that was with us for about 20 years as a manager before she retired. 
last year. And uh-huh. um, but but she's she's had she it up to a couple it. of times. Uh-huh. And okay. um, but there's been instances, but but and there, we've had the we've had the you know the groups come in overnight that do the they do the all the paranormal groups and and yeah. film things uh-huh. and and so I don't you know I I don't know I can't. I can't. I'm from Bucktown. I can't. I can't. You're too busy to worry about the ghost. I had to ask that question because Patty, our producer, really needed to know about it. So I don't. I don't generally deal in ghosts, but uh, and I would not want to see any of those things. But she is uh, definitely intrigued by it. All right. So let's get to the menus. The menus are strictly New Orleans, aren't they? Except for your chowder. Uh, I thought that was. Yeah, I mean, I I, I I tell my chef, you know, the Southwest. Louisiana, you know, and, and an occasional southern dish, like the pork chops, for example, you know, you know, the, uh, and um, and but but mostly we try to stay within the realm of southwest Louisiana, or southeast uh-huh. Louisiana, I should say, you know, and um, and stay within the region, you know, we we, we you know uh, with with special menus he can get he gets uh, a lot more room, you know, Chef Eric's been with me for since the beginning, and um, and he, he we even worked together. Since 1989, you know, when yeah. we both were at, at Mr. B's, you know, when he mm-hmm. came to town as yeah. a sous chef, you know, and uh, from New York, and um, he's from New York, but he's he's been, um, but so you know, he, he likes to play and get it, but but we don't, I don't, I like to stay within the confines, you know, within parameters and um, who we are, and and what guests are looking for, you know. Um, Still I feel like you got that chance. down really well. I feel like you you've got that down to where a person that's sitting there knows this is New Orleans, this is Muriel's, this is where I'm going to get this kind of experience. And I think that it's like you have your identity really set. And and I think that's terrific because uh, sometimes you go into places and they're they're still trying to figure out who they are and they're messing with the menu and the traditions and all of that. But I feel like you guys are just really secure in who you are. I think that's good. Yeah, I mean, we change the menu up because because chefs get bored and and they want to push people to try some of their other items. Of course, you've seen that many times. You oh, know. Yes, um, I have. <laughs> and, and, uh, and and people get upset when they come there and the uh, you know from. Remember the old Mr. B's days when people came in and they didn't have the the, the shrimp Chippewa on there or the uh, or the uh, pasta jambalaya on there, you know, and mm-hmm. and and you know, just just you know, but 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 chefs have to you have to allow them to change it, but as long as they stay within the confines right. of who we are, you know, right. I, I and and the food's great, then we say yes. <laughs> so. How would you say that the food has evolved in your tenure there? Well, I encourage you know uh, my chef to continue to experiment, you know, uh, but stay. So, so I, I, we give him an expense account, and he goes dines everywhere, and he and he, he gives himself a chance to get out and get away from the okay. restaurant as well as That's continue good. to grow himself. And you know, he's he's not an old man, but he's he's, he's in his fifties. You know, he's still much younger than I. But but he um, but, but I feel he, he that That's has smart. allowed him to um, continue yeah. to. Uh, just be excited about who, what he does. So, and, and I, just, I think it's uh, helpful uh, for you to see what other people are doing, you know? I mean, I think there's yeah. really not a lot of that. There are places where you go and 
the chef or the owner just never gets out and sees what anybody else is doing. And I think that's really healthy and helpful for them. We're talking to Rick Gracia from Muriel's and we're going to take a break. But first I want to tell you about Chisacy ham. Chisacy ham is our local ham. We, we, do nothing but Chisacy ham in this house. The Chisacy VIP is something that you should not demand, but certainly ask for in the deli if it's not there. Sometimes it's hard to find because there's a lot of companies coming in from other places, but Chisacy's has been around for 115 years locally. It's our local product. Don't even think about doing the root beer glazed ham without using Chisacy. It is such a superior product with its silky texture and its special taste. Chisacy ham, Chisacy VIP, ask for it at the deli and go to their website, chisacybros.com, chisacybros.com. It's a 115-year-old company. It has not only the Chisacy VIP ham, another bone-in ham, there's the roast beef and a lot of sausages that are affiliated with Saints players and other products. So go to the website and see what they're doing. They also are bringing back the Shots Chili this month. They acquired Shots Chili, which is also an iconic local product. Chisacybros.com. Uh, Patty, do we have any other ones, any other tape spots, or is that it? Just Okay. All right. We'll be back after this. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. <laughs> Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care Hotel and Restaurant Supply. Call 482-0294. 4815 Conti Street. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. Okay, we are back with Rick Gracia Furials, but not quite yet, Rick. Just hold on a second. We are going to talk about camellia beans now. Have you tried, Rick, have hmm? you tried their new camellia beans, red beans for two, or white beans for two? It's I a new product. It's, Patty and I are obsessed with it. It's for smaller portions it's the red beans or the white beans, and it's, it's nothing but a smaller pack of the beans and a flavor packet, so you don't have to do anything but put it in the, in the pan or the, the you know, Dutch oven or whatever with water, open the beans, open the flavor packet, and it's perfection with nothing else. And I've tried it the most basic way to make sure that it's perfect, and it is sensational. So try it if you get a chance. And that's it. We don't have to really talk too much about it because Patty and I have obsessively talked about it because we're crazy about it. But Camellia Beans is celebrating 100 years, our own lo local iconic bean company. All right, now let's get back to you, Rick, and Muriel's. So the menu has different things in it that are special, like we went for the Revion, but there's also the Tabla d'Ote menu. How long have you had the Tabla d'Ote? From the beginning? From the beginning. Okay. And you it's did that, I, I guess. I, I tried to, to build a local business, you know, and, yeah. um, uh -huh. and offer value. And, and, you know, in the last three years, it's been very difficult to hold pricing. Yeah. 
and um, but we've done that, you know, and 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 we we have other options on our on our a la carte side, but we keep not just one 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 thing, but we have a choice of four or five entrees and a yeah. choice of four or five, you know, six appetizers, you know, with the three soups and three appetizers yeah. and three That's desserts. There's there's real it's real value, and it's all the foods the best, you know the. Shrimp are amazingly. We've been on a run now for about seven years now. Uh-huh. Of a great run with with the fresh, beautiful ten count shrimp, which have been amazing. So, um, and then and you have other things on there that the pork Tom chop, got the, the drum. Yeah, he liked the drum. I had the Revion, and Tom got the table d'hote. And I was surprised to see a table d'hote and very happy to see one because, I mean, that's kind of a New Orleans thing. And, of course, it would be in a place like yours, which is clearly a New Orleans restaurant. If a person has not been to Muriel's, what would you recommend that they get to have the, the full Muriel's experience? Well, you know, it depends if, where you're from. If you're from the country and, 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 and you're, you're all about pork chops, you know, I, I think it's a... You know, I, I don't want to be simple about it, but it is it is is pretty amazing what people tell us. And um, but you know, again, you still have. We went back to the pecan crusted drum, which is probably our number one dish, along with the shrimp. Oh, and is grits. it? Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. and it, it's kind of a the night switches between shrimp and grits, pecan crusted drum, and wood grilled pork chop, depending on the uh, on the group that's in town. But of course, the uh, on the a la carte side, you know, the, we we do have the redfish. With the um, right now, it, it's it, it's more of a kind of a, it doesn't have everything that it normally has, which is it has got smoked sausage, fingerling potatoes, and broccolini, and kind of a roasted red pepper cream sauce. So it's, it, he changes up the preparations of, of of the redfish dish on the other side, which is on the a la carte side, mm-hmm. which if people um, you know are, are frankly. Uh, it's not a you know on a on a budget you know when you're looking to, you know spend the company money you you can uh, you get the play and you get the, you, you have that option too <laughs> that's right you have that option you too. like when you those know. people come in yeah i'm sure <laughs> but no but no we 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 offer both and both sides and and we offer value we, we believe in you every do. level so yeah, I thought you know, that so. $50 table d'hote was a great price i mean that's real it's 49.95 and it's yep. it's terrific. Uh, when did the shrimp and goat cheese crepes make their appearance? Because I know they were a big hit at the French Quarter Festival. How long ago was that? Yeah, we did the crawfish and goat cheese crepes at the uh, at the at the at the French Quarter Festival. We've done that from the beginning, you know, from yeah. two thousand two, I think, or, or two thousand one, two thousand two, right oh, really? we Oh, okay. And then yeah, we did it from the beginning. And it was one of the most popular oh. dishes out there. Yeah, we haven't done it. We haven't been out there since COVID started. You know, uh-huh. And um, I get people, you know, missing me yeah. out almost, you know, <laughs> but not being out there, you know. And uh-huh. um, but but some of my folks uh, or my, my gentleman that ran th- that event for us for that week uh, retired, and he was uh-huh. with me for thirty years, you know, yeah. before this at the at, at the Brennan places when and I that managed. Changed it. during and, COVID, you know, it did. It but, was just, yeah, but no, it, it did stretch people out and and. But but so I don't know if we'll be out there this year or not. Frankly, I'm still uh-huh. considering it. Uh-huh. And um, but the crawfish and goat cheese crepes have always been kind of a signature dish for us, and other, many other people have copied it locally, and that's great. You know, that's a compliment. Uh, and, and but, but the when it's out of season, crawfish out of season, we use the shrimp. <laughs> so it's shrimp and uh-huh. goat cheese crepes when the other seven eight months a year. You know, but yeah. for those four yeah. or five months that we have crawfish fresh, yeah. 
we use that. So it's a, it's a popular one for sure. So when I was looking around the dining room and watching your very skilled staff do their thing, uh, really with perfection, um, I was impressed by that for a number of reasons because most people are having trouble with staff. You appear to have not had that situation. Is that a fair thing to say? The last, um, I mean, we had a little struggle during the beginning of COVID, you know, and um, the last year has not been a problem, you know, frankly. Yeah. We have over 100 employees. Yeah, I mean, so we it's have a, crazy. We have a lot of staff, you know, and <laughs> um, uh-huh. we have... Um, you know, the they, they they we compensate them well. We're not we're not greedy. We're See, not trying that's to keep the, the money thing. Ourselves. I think that's you know? the key. I do. I, I looked at them and I thought, you know what? This is a very well-run restaurant because everybody's complaining about about not enough staff, but clearly there's plenty enough staff. They're very well trained. They obviously have been here a while and are staying, and that comes back to you. It does. I mean, it, it just, it's clear. Yeah, people, people deserve to make a great living. And, and, you know, the Russian business, in my view, has been greatly misunderstood, you know. Um, and, and so I, I just, I mean, I, I know what many of my people make, and you know, and, and there are more than a couple with six figures, you know. So yeah, so yeah. It's, it's, it's very misunderstood. You <laughs> yes, know? the restaurant and, business uh, is very understood. We should have that conversation off the air sometime. All right, on that note, yeah. I have to let you go because I have to wind up the show. But I really do appreciate you being with us. I look forward to coming back to Muriel's. It's a terrific restaurant. I feel like I've missed a lot by not having gone a whole lot more. And uh, I hope to see you there soon. Well, the pleasure has been mine. Thank you so much, Marianne. All right, take care. Rick Gracia from Muriel's, who runs that place like a dance. He really does. Anyway, delicious and uh, and beautiful. Just really a nice, nice experience. Patty, when was the last time you were there? Oh, gosh, I haven't been there in a long time. Yeah, it's uh, it's really special, and I... I'm glad that the Revion got me in there. I feel like, you know, it was interesting. Maybe my impression of the Revion is just way out of whack, but my feeling about Revion is that it was really, really hot when it started. It was a better value when it started. And over the years... As it's gotten more and more expensive, it's become less of a value. And like anything else, when you have a set menu that you don't really get to choose much of and the price is set and it's not, it's more than what you would spend a la carte, it loses its incentive for you to go and have it. And I think the price at Muriel's was one of the attractive things about it. Also, the menu looked good. And we hadn't been in a while, so that was the one that we did. And I wonder if Revion's, I mean, maybe I'm just mistaken about Revion's, but when I encourage people to call and say, did you go to a Revion, nobody calls. Well, they don't call, generally speaking, anyway, but nobody's texted or emailed or anything about having gone to a Revion. Patty, do you know anyone who's been to a Revion? No, I don't. Yeah. But did you know people who had been to Revions in past years? No, not really. No? Wait, okay. I, let me ask you something. Wait, hang on. 
Uh, do you remember, I've got a listener on the phone, a Cajun restaurant on St. Charles Avenue down from Gallier Hall, like back in the 90s? Why doesn't, why don't they want to get on the air? <laughs> we can't do two shows, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's too hard on Patty. <laughs> uh, so a Cajun restaurant on St. Charles, we'll put it out there. Uh, it would be helpful to get more details, but uh, that's the question. A Cajun restaurant in St. Charles? Is that it, Patty? Patty? Oh, Patty's talking to... <laughs> Patty's doing the show off the air. Yes. This I is thought not it might fair, be, folks. I thought it might be Mulots because he said they did Cajun dancing, but he said, no, that wasn't it. Yeah, Mulots has always been... Over on no, Convention wait. Center. No, 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 no. Actually, it hasn't always been Really? There. Yeah, I don't think it's always been where it is now. They definitely did move from someplace else, but I don't remember where it is. Maybe it was. I don't know. But let me hear the question again. I'll put it out to the audience. It's a Cajun restaurant in St. Charles. Where? He said How it was right down from talking? Gallier Hall. I don't know. Maybe that was Mulots. I don't know. I, don't, I only remember Mulots down by the convention center. No, it's been, it's, it was someplace else before. It's been there where it is now by far the longest. It was not at this other location very long before it moved to the convention center, which is, of course, its appropriate place. But uh, I do not know the answer to that. Perhaps someone else who is listening will. That was uh, really nice to talk to him. I haven't spoken to him in a while. I really do want to talk to him about that cake bread thing. i got to get those answers from somebody. So let's go to George. Hey, George, you're going to wind up the show as usual. George? No. George? Come on in. Not George. George. Who is it? This is Kurt. Oh, Eric. Oh, okay. Not George. No, Eric, but it's Kirk. Oh, it's Kirk. Kirk. Okay. Happy, hey, Kirk. Happy New Year. Happy New, happy New Year. Year to you, too. Is it okay I don't know if we're going to make it to George. What? I have, you know, I have a brother named George and okay, a twin well. brother named Eric. <laughs> How were your so, holidays, Kirk? I guess it was wonderful. Good. I uh, I, I apparently I was intermittent feasting. Okay. I, uh, I think I got that wrong. <laughs> intermittent anyway, feasting. I love it. Yes. So anyway, Shaft, New Lodge used to be on St. Charles between Gallia Hall and, and the Lee Circle. There you on go. On the river side of the road for a little okay. while. I think it's the uh, briefly like the, the newspaper building now. Um, oh really? Really? Yeah. Okay. Like it might have been a car dealership a long time ago. It's kind of a showroom-looking place. <laughs> Good to know. Well, that's, hmm. that's my memory. Uh, you're right. I remember it okay. now. When you said that, that's exactly where it was. Okay. Yeah. So, you can go back anyway. to the other show, Patty, and tell him that. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> and you know what that building is, uh, Kirk? It's not. It is apartments, a condos, where you can put your car on an elevator and park your uh, car right outside your door. Wow. Is that not is cool that right? or what? Is yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. 
Yeah. So I guess that's a carryover from when it was an auto dealer and they had a yeah, I think so. Cars upstairs and Mm -hmm. didn't have Uh, room for a ramp. Wow. Or whatever. Okay. Well, (laughs) nothing about food, but that's interesting. Yeah. (laughs) We'll take interesting. You know, deviate a little bit. All right, Kirk. I have to let George close out the show. I've just got another minute or so. All right. Take care. Bye, bye, Kirk. Happy New Year. Let's go to George. George, I got one minute for you. Hey, it's Tom and Marianne. One, well, actually uh, more like 30 seconds. Patty, give me the 30 seconds okay. when you get it. All right, go ahead. Oh, uh, um, I was planning on going to Fiorella's and yeah. I never picked up uh-huh. the phone. I, I wanted to get some of that uh, fried chicken, but I also wanted to get that club sandwich. Uh, you've been talking ooh, about it for, for, for so long, and I said it's time to get one. It's been over 20 years, but I'll call okay. you back tomorrow and see uh, okay, good. some more uh, pictures. I'm going to get a good one. All right, Y'all have good. a good evening. You too. Nomenu.com, Instagram, at the New Orleans menu, WGSO New Orleans. Time for the news from the USA Network. Four o'clock. Good night. Yeah.